grieve? What was the point? Anyway, after his four months away in Basra, Sam was showing signs of needing him. Not that the holiday had done much for that. All that Peter could remember was the kind of sulk that only a fourteen-year-old could deliver. It went on for days. He felt later that it was the beginning of his son's rejection of him, the awful and unconscious revenge of a teenager. He turned in his seat again. No, thank you. He didn't want to think about that now. Or his father. Although he was irritated to discover that as these thoughts came, so did a tightening of his stomach and a subtle, ridiculous anxiety, as though he didn't know what he was doing, for Christ's sake. He pushed his blonde hair back from his forehead and sat straighter. It was done. They were divorced. The army was behind him. Sam was... He didn't know. The stewardess brought the scotch he'd ordered. He smiled. She smiled back. He was tempted to start the conversation. It had happened once on a flight to Bangkok, and he'd met the stewardess later in a hotel. He let his mind wander for a second, and had a brief image of her naked on the room's balcony. He dismissed the thought with some difficulty, and looked down at the guidebook in his lap. Never in his life had he been this unprepared for anything. The thought gave him the first inclination, of many that were to come, as to how things, or at least his view of them, were beginning to shift in him. He turned to the introduction. Santiago. San Tiago. St. James. Apparently his relics were in the sepulchre of the cathedral. He took a sip of the scotch and wondered what Gemma would be thinking of him doing this. She would know, of course. She seemed to know everything. Not that she ever spoke to him now. But if she did, she'd smile quizzically, as if he was beyond all comprehension. You. A pilgrim. He was beginning to agree with her. But if he'd known then what he knew later, he'd have told her that the pilgrimage had as many meanings as the number of people who went on it. For most, religion was hardly the heart of the matter. It was the hard road of change they walked, and for some it revealed the darkest and most difficult challenges they'd ever faced. For now he bent his head down and forced himself to read the legend, the ancient beginning of it all. The Apostle, James, son of Zebedee and Salome, brother of John, was a fisherman who'd left Galilee on hearing the call of the Lord. He'd been a faithful follower throughout the three years of Christ's public life, had witnessed the crucifixion, been present at the resurrection, on the day of the Pentecost had received the Holy Spirit, and been commanded by the Holy Ghost to travel the known world and teach the one true gospel. He was known as the Son of Thunder, apparently because of his zeal. Peter smiled. Sam would have liked that. At least the old Sam would have done. James had preached first in Judea and afterwards sailed to Spain. He'd landed on the Atlantic coast and had only been saved from the tumultuous seas by the intervention of the Virgin Mary, who had sent a stone bark to rescue him. He'd come ashore in Muxia, good for the tourist trade, thought Peter and from there travelled all over northern Spain, proselytising as he went, and experienced another vision of the Blessed Virgin in Tharagotha. She appeared on a marble pillar, and commanded him to build a church on the spot, which he'd done. Peter wondered how long that took. Then James and his, by then, band of disciples had returned, 
to Jerusalem. Peter sipped his drink. His father had been an absolute unbeliever, and although it would have been different if his mother had been strong enough to have her way, neither he nor his brother had ever been christened. It had caused a raised eyebrow when he'd put down atheist under religion on his entrance to Sandhurst. Why don't you put down C of E? barked a sergeant. Makes things fucking easier on a Sunday, don't it? He could easily have changed it, but maybe he didn't want to reveal the vacuum he felt. So he'd stuck with atheist. At least it had the advantage of being set, done, and he wouldn't have to think about it again. Not that different from his father, he thought. He read on. James was nothing if not fervent, and, having returned to the Holy Land, continued as an uncompromising and passionate advocate of the teachings of his master. In 44 AD, within months of his arrival in Jerusalem,